Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung and Kenny, and we're going to talk about the movie Lady Hermit, a classic Shaw Brothers film directed by Ho Meng Hua and starring Cheng Pei Pei. In this film, Cheng Pei Pei plays Lady Hermit, who three years ago confronted Black Demon, a ruthless martial arts master who terrorized the innocent. Seriously injured by a shadowless black claw technique, she went into hiding as a maid at the Dot and Security Company. When a young hero named Chui seeks her as master, she finds refuge in a homestead and trains her as a pupil in preparation for a final confrontation with the enemy. Uh, so, guys, what did you think of this one? Why don't we start with you, Kenny? Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it was quite as good as the other movies I've seen of Shen Pei Pei and them, like Golden Swallow or Come Drink With Me, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I did enjoy uh, all the fight sequences in the movie, and I uh, thought the plot was, you know, relatively simple but yeah, you know, engaging at the same time. I mean, we, um, I, I particularly enjoyed the fact that she suffered some sort of, um, I guess it must have been some sort of like spinal injury uh, because she took a fall from the uh, shadowless black claw, which, uh, you know, it makes perfect sense uh, when you think about it from. Uh, a physics point of view if you get thrown in the air for like you know a height of 20 foot or whatever and land on your butt then you're probably gonna have some spine injuries <laughs> and uh, I, I like the fact that they sort of made her injured for yeah you know, for, for a few years afterwards um a bit, a bit you know prior to the start of the movie and uh, uh and the fact that it acts up all the time you know it's just, it's just like a nice little thing to show that you know maybe uh there's no med- there's no uh, medicine back in the day wasn't that advanced and that these sorts of injuries were particularly threatening to uh, martial artists i think and um, but yeah overall i enjoyed the movie um but i don't think it was uh Chen Pei's best so far for me anyway i agree with kenny i like this movie i enjoyed it um i like that it was a simple sweet plot and that it was completely plausible there wasn't any like fantastical things about it to me um i like that it was just great action in it also but i don't think it was her best i think golden swallow was her best and uh and so you know i've uh i I have a review up on the blog about it so i could probably just link to that but but i i think this is a, a great movie i uh i i would i would actually disagree a little bit with both of you and say I think that I would place it right under come drink with me for um you know where I think it falls because for me it's like it's Cheng Pei Pei at her apex as a performer and I feel like that we get a lot of Cheng Pei Pei and we get her as a very strong character um and I also feel like the cinematography in this one is really good and there's a lot of there's like a lot of subtle things going on with the story that really just make it work so for me, for me at least, I would I would rank it up there with um with uh with Come Drink with Me as probably one of my top two Cheng Pei Pei films, um and I just it also just has like everything that I kind of go to a wuxia movie for. It's got it's got sort of the the big bad villain. It's got the um it's got the the really insidious uh, ploy where the 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 villain is 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 selling talismans to people and and. Uh, and, and murdering the people that don't buy them and put them on their doors. It, it, it has, you know, the, the love triangle. It's got, it's got spectacular fight scenes. And it's also kind of the, um, it feels like it's one of the, the, the last of that sort of early uh, uh, Shaw Brothers, like sort of mid-60s to 70s Shaw Brothers, where, there's, where the sword is kind of the primary thing. 
just before the kung fu craze really kicks in. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. So, uh, but I think it was uh, is interesting that um, that uh, uh, that we we all kind of have slightly different views on it, um, or at least I have slightly different view than you guys on it. Um, now let me let me ask you what what um, what was it? Because I think both of you. I don't know if you both mentioned Golden Swallow, but both of you might. What was it about movies like that that put those above this one for you in terms of, uh, you know, just general assessment? I mean, I think for me, this movie is lacking a bit of charm. Like, it, it, you know, okay. from, from, a, from a high level, it, everything works, it all fits together very well. You know, the, the actors are great, the action sequences are okay, but it... It's missing that extra bit of something that I don't know. Maybe it's just chemistry that's missing somewhere there, or um, it doesn't feel quite as engaging as Golden Swallow for me for some reason. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I kind of agree with Kenny. I well, I think the her best total best was I don't know something about Come Drink with Me just draws me in every time. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that one, the whole story. And um, I don't know. I think Kenny's right. There's something that's not tangible that's missing. That's okay. Like a uh, like 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 chemistry between the actors type thing, or that sort of. Yeah, possibly. And I think it was a, one thing that sort of um, stuck out to me was that Chen Pei Bei has a very um, youthful-looking face. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, without being told, you know, how, how old the characters are, I would look at um, Choi Ping, um, Shishi's character, and, uh, and and maybe her man. I, I'd think that Choi Ping was the older one. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> It, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just um, I look at her. I, I don't see her as a sort of like, yeah, experienced old Jiang Hu person who uh, uh, you know strikes fear in the heart of people's names type of thing. And maybe that maybe that's you know one of the things that sort of uh, uh, diminishes the movie for me. Okay. Yeah, because then by the time she did this movie, she had done so many Shaw Brothers films where she was a sort of lead actress as like a you know like a. Uh, uh, sort of kick-ass hero type, so I think that's what this was built on. Um, but I, th- I f- the thing I like about it is I find her performance so intense. Like I think that uh, as like just as a physical performance, it feels like you like a lot of her movies. She's great, but I feel like we just get so much more of it in this one, and we, and we get a lot, and it's like a lot more of sort of almost the kind of role that you would more expect to see a guy in 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 some of these films. Um, so so yeah so i don't know but but i think it's i think it's uh it's interesting that we have uh somewhat different reactions to the movie uh now what was the um uh what was everybody's take on the chui ping character um you know i know you said she looked a little older but like beyond beyond the the physical side of it like just in terms of uh her character in general i thought she was kind of oh go go ahead dion well i thought she was kind of bratty but then as the movie went on i saw her as kind of a reflection of what the lady hermit used to be when she was when she first set out to um battle the demon so um i think that when the lady hermit set out three years ago that she was more like the cc character was um she was definitely probably young and brash and just ready to 
rid the world of evil. But after that experience, she had to take some time to settle down. And I think she wanted to try to impart that into her um, her disciple. But it was hard getting through her thick skull because she's so young. Yeah, and I think um, I agree with the the sort of trooping the the younger version of um, Lady Hermit. I mean, I if I, if I remember it incorrectly, but I think um, when we show when we're showing this fight scene between uh, Lady Hermit and Black Demon initially, the, the very first time when she first got injured, I think she sort of did the th- thing at, at the top of the tower as well, where she chopped the flag down. Right? Was that? I have, to, I have to look again, but I think you might be right on that front. I think there's there's definitely a lot of similarities between that and the the confrontation in her and uh, and Tui Ping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, the, in the same way that they both look at the flag, and you know, the flag says you know the, the sort of like the best in the world type of thing, and they're like, we're not we're not taking this, and we're just gonna chop the flag down, and you know, <laughs> and, and provoke uh, the, the black demon, you know, into action, um, and. Yeah, and and I think um, Lady Hermit does see a lot of herself in Cho Ping as well because when she's sort of asking her all the questions like, so why do you want to learn Kung Fu? And, uh, you know, is it just for showing off type of thing? Yeah, I think she, you know, realizes like, oh, this is uh, my mindset back in the day as well. And uh, which is why she sort of warms up to her. Like, Mm -hmm. I... I think I think like if it wasn't if tripping wasn't the way she was, um, you know, Lady Harriet would probably have just ignored her uh, when she tried to take her on as a master. Um, but it's because she sees all these similarities, and it, despite the fact that you know maybe um, tripping wasn't uh, sort of mature and uh, stable uh, martial artist that she might want to be a disciple type of thing, but she sees you know that she has a. a, a Kind heart at the uh, at the uh, yeah at the um at the end and uh, and that she might be able to um, take up her mantle. See, I'm 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 almost thinking that she doesn't have a kind heart. That um that that the thing that Lady Hermit is sensing in her is that that she might be capable of being like a uh, uh, black demon that uh. Uh, you know, like we see that scene where she's dealing with um, uh, what was the name of the horse? Um, uh, Zhao Bai, the the horse of the yeah, um, uh, So so uh, Ching Chun has the the horse, and he and he and he offers to to let uh, Chui Ping uh, take it, and he tells her not to whip it, and she uh, and she kind of you know walks off in a huff and is like, oh, what's the big deal? And 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 then like you know, Lady Hermit has this like visible reaction, and then. When um, when they're walking in the woods and Chui Ping is is asking her to become her master, and she tries to show off by jumping through the trees and grabbing the birds, you I, you get the impression that that Lady Hermit might be a little bit upset by the cruelty that she's showing towards animals, um, and and also when she first meets her, and she's talking about why she wants to become a martial hero. She's kind of saying she wants to be a martial hero for the same reasons that Black Demon wants to be a martial hero. Um, so I think by the end, when she points to Black Demon and is like, you know, do you understand now? Like, you know, look at him, he's dead. That's where he got from, you know, all of the, th- you know, all the things he was doing and trying to be the best. And, uh, and Chui Ping is crying and is like, yeah, I understand. I think that sort of, to me, almost suggests that, you know, that's... She, I, like I think the reason why at the end of the movie she 
she goes away and she she basically encourages them to marry is because she wants to remove another potential black claw demon or black demon from um from the martial world um i don't know that's like my idea i don't know if it's uh it's 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 a little tenuous i think but that's it's it's plausible i think actually um and i I can see uh where you're coming from with that it's um it makes sense um i just don't know i I feel like uh ping is a sort of character who wants to be the best but she wants to be the best in a way that is uh morally upright type of thing like yeah she has a sense of justice in her heart that she she won't go back on um me too yeah. it's yeah i thought the same thing as kenny just because that when we first meet her in the um beginning in the marketplace in the town she you know was um trying to help the weaker people by you know getting rid of the people that were picking on them. So I thought that, you know, that showed that she had some kindness in her. Yeah, no. And I think, and I mean, and, and to be fair, I think that, um, you know, they, they show her helping people and being, being just, you know, just as much as they show those hints of what I was talking about. So I think I was seeing it more as like, not like she's already sort of set in stone as Black Claw Demon, but she's... But she could go either she way. She could go that way because the thing that's sort of motivating her to help people is the, the desire to be, you know, adored as this, this great martial hero. So people sort of, you know, are her, her followers. And, and, and I, there's like that scene in the end when she's talking... Not the end, but the, 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 uh, the security company where she's talking to Cheng Pei Pei and she... Uh, and she you know, basically says why she wants to be a martial uh, martial arts master, and and I don't know. I just found her reason. And again, this could be the subs, but um, but the subs on 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 we have we had two different versions, and on both versions they were relatively similar. Um, you know, to me, very strikingly similar to what uh uh you know uh, Black Demon was 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 sort of aiming for. Um, but uh. But yeah, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I could definitely be very wrong about that one. No, um, yeah, she, she's definitely, you know, so she could be walking on a knife edge a little bit because, uh, yeah, she, the moment she starts believing that the means justify, the ends justify the means, rather, um, you know, is when she will become the next black demon. But as long as she, you know, is, is aware that she can't oppress the weak and uh, extort them for money, that type of thing, then, you know, even if she wants to be the best, that's still acceptable yeah. if that makes sense well yeah. and that's why i think the jealousy storyline is sort of um important to the to the overall plot because it, it sort of it sort of brings that to to the surface and it also sort of shows what you know when everything was good what a great student she was but then as soon as there was that 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 love triangle she became a very bad student of lady hermit you know she 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 starts you know beating up on uh um uh on lolier's character uh pretty pretty seriously and uh you know i thought i thought that was completely justified to be honest like look okay, let's talk about lolier's character yeah okay, okay. okay this, is fair. this is a fair discussion <laughs> the ladies like, man like he like i mean you know he's a great actor and all that but in this movie he was acting like a bit of a twat to be honest <laughs> Yeah, he, he's definitely not like 
Jaime in this uh, in this movie. No, no, he was like, oh, that's a pretty face. I'll, I'll go hit on the new maid and, uh, you know, try to get my way in there. And then, oh, this thing's pretty decent and she seems to feel a bit of something for me. So let's uh, uh, spoil her a bit and, you know, draw her in as well. And I don't know what his endgame was. I mean, yeah, if it ended up in, uh, yeah, without the whole... Um, jealousy sort of plot line i don't know what maybe he was planning on you know marrying both the master and the disciple and he had his own little uh dream of a harem there I, going on i i think he was conflicted i think what was going on is he he was in love with lady hermit but she was sort of sworn to, she basically said she couldn't do anything else like she couldn't do romance until she took care of uh black demon and so i think right uh he you know so then she, this other girl shows up and he and she says hey i like you and so he's you know, he's interested in her, but then as soon as, you know, Lady Hermit's back in the picture, he's, he's, you know, uh, you know, he definitely is, is responsible for some of the stuff that's going on. But, um, but I think the way that, uh, the way that Chui Ping handles the situation is not the way that Lady Hermit would have handled the situation. I think that, um, and some of that might just be difference in age, but, uh, but I also think there's a fundamental character difference where Chui Ping is, is just more impulsive and and a little bit more self-centered than than Lady Hermit, and and so and so you know I think that's you know again why that 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 sort of jealous love thing was was somewhat important. But but yeah, I think I think we could we could go on about Lolier too because he is uh, not only is he is he sort of a twat when it comes to uh, the way that the whole love thing is 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 unfolding but just in general just his character is kind of like like he's 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 demonstrably much weaker than the than the two female leads in in this uh in this movie they both beat him up they both and it was explicitly said as well that his kung fu was not up to par yeah his master's yeah his master's uh what is it three dagger was his master he's like a nobody and and so yeah he's he's kind of uh I'm sorry. You, were you going to say something, uh, Lady Chaofeng? I was just going to say you guys are really hard on him. <laughs> maybe, yeah. You're maybe. much harder on him than I was going to be. I mean, I just thought that, from my perspective, I didn't really think that he was leading um, uh, the younger girl on. I just thought he was kind of like naive and not seeing that she was falling for him because he was so in love with the lady hermit okay. that was just me but that's that's yeah, possible really like, no it, it's certainly possible because there's a lot of a lot of the scenes where these things are happening there's there's not a great deal of clarity of what the communication between the characters are because somebody will look away shyly and you don't know if if they if they are and, and many times Tui ping will say to him you don't get it you you know like you know, you, you know, she basically is calling him a blockhead, like he's not understanding that she's saying she likes him. So it's entirely possible. Yeah, but so, so for me, like, I don't know, maybe I'm misinterpreting, like, uh, Lole's uh, facial expressions, but I feel like he has a smirk at all times when when um, Trey Fing's doing something to try and get his attention, and he, like, he's like, I know what you're doing there, girl. Okay. <laughs> it feels like he, he is fully aware of it, but he oh. doesn't, maybe doesn't know how to deal with it. And, you know, she's like, well, let's roll with it. I mean, being adored is a nice feeling and all that, right? And... <laughs> <laughs> But I think, but I think ultimately, for me, the responsibility uh, is kind of on Chui Ping because of how she behaves towards her her Shifu. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's like one thing for her to smack around um, uh, uh, Chang Chun when when you know when she's jealous, but like she kind of is gets really disobedient with the master, and I think that's like a I don't know in in a, in a in a genre like this that's sort of that's definitely kind of a character flaw. You know that's yeah that's uh, crossing the line. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I, how do you think the character of Cho Ping in this is supposed to be? <laughs> I mean, I, I think she's supposed to be pretty young. I think she's sort of like an up-and-coming martial hero who, who really. You so it's so all like late teens lot... type of thing. And... Yeah, I think that was so. Yeah, we're sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, I, I yeah. think any of that's fair. Yeah, that, I think I think she's she's definitely supposed to be young. I think, and my understanding is in this movie, she's sort of like like uh, uh, Cheng Pei Pei basically does one other Shaw Brothers movie. I think after this, and I, I don't even think it's a Wuxia movie, and uh, and. And then she 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 moves to America, and so this is this is sort of seen as like it was meant to be the passing of the torch. A lot of people say to to uh, CC the the actor that played um, uh, Tui Ping, but uh, you know I, I don't know if that's actually the case or not. But um, but yeah, so uh, but I don't know. I think I think we, we, we but we've 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 definitely talked a lot about uh, about about that aspect of the movie. So that's 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 pretty good but some of the other things i i I wanted to get into was this film has a lot of like a western vibe to me um there's a lot of scenes in this that sort of look like they're pulled out of a western movie and sound like they're pulled out of a western movie i didn't know if i was the only one who thought that way or if that was if others agreed with that no i agreed with it um there were some scenes where it seemed like you know how in westerns they have that stare down between the good guy and the bad guy. Um, I pretty much thought that that was happening too. And the whip is very Western-y. Yeah, yeah. The Tui Ping has a whip. And she wields a whip and a sword, which is a, you know, and also uh, uh, Cheng Pei Pei was in a movie. Uh, uh, Cheng Pei was in, was in a movie just a couple of years before this, I think, where she was, uh, uh, I think it was called The Shadow Whip, where she where she wielded a whip. And uh, so I don't know if it's a callback to that, but yeah, and like the the whole carriage scene when they're going into when they're going to uh, uh, Bai Zhang Town, and it's uh, and they're sort of riding in, and you hear that music over uh-huh. over it. It just sounds like it's pulled right out of a western, and and even the setup, sort of like you know, it's kind of like a western plot, you know, like a like a like a local bully sort of comes in, and you know the the you know like you know they have to kind of uh, the heroes have to step up and get rid of them. And, uh, and so, and even, you know, even the elements like the security company, you know, or the sort of, you know, mm-hmm. how many Westerns have you seen where there's, you know, the, the sort of the gold being transported. And, uh, uh, so, so I thought, you know, it just kind of recalled that. But, and the uh, scenery too, cause it's kind of like out in almost nowhere and the towns are pretty far apart. Yeah. It has like a frontier kind of feel to it. The, uh the 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 whole setting um and uh and yeah so so also um i before we forget about this i didn't want to talk about the the title because we were discussing that before the podcast um and what what were you saying the uh the the name was in in the original kenny yeah so the title in chinese is uh which means approximately the 
you know, the wife or the lady of Zhong Kui. And Zhong Kui is a character from uh, Chinese mythology uh, who is uh, lauded as a sort of demon slayer or the conqueror of ghosts type of thing um yeah um yeah i don't, don't think they're trying to be um literal uh and saying that she's uh yeah the wife of a god here but um maybe it's an allusion to her deeds in the past as sort of like a person who smites evil type of thing okay um no i think i think that i mean that uh, you know I think that makes sense because I, I think what was it I was saying before the part it would be kind of like if you had a movie called like Lady Van Helsing or something we'd sort of get the point of of what the uh, connection to the to the character is and I think uh, in this case uh, you know she she is vanquishing a demon in a way so you know it it was it sort of fits um, but I think yeah we're, we're, and, and, oh go ahead I'm sorry I was saying like yeah and the translation of of uh, Kui answer to uh, Lady Hermit I think is actually you know pre- pretty decent like it, it took me a um a few you know a, a few rewinds sort of to try and pick up pick up and um work out what uh, what there was what the what actual title in Chinese was but uh, once I saw it and I, I realized why they would choose Lady Hermit rather than you know calling her Lady Kui or whatever because. You can't expect you know anyone who would need subtitles to watch this movie to know who John Kui is. I, I would say. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's. It's. Yeah. I think. I think you're probably right on that. Um. And. Uh, yeah. I. I. And I. I think the, the the title also works really well in English. Like I like the title. It. It. Um. I. I. I think you know she's she's definitely, the, to me she's the main character in the movie and, you know it it. it she, one of the one of the sort of fundamental things about her is she's she's so focused on being a hero and dealing with black demon that she you know is 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 sort of withdrawn from all other interests in life she doesn't she 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 won't have any romance she you know she 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 everything she does is sort of focused on um on her task as a hero so i i think it works um yeah, so the the other thing was um the what was it? The 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 whole well, I want to talk a little bit about like the cinematography in general. I I know that you you guys have, have uh I think only each seen the movie once, so I think it, it's sometimes easy to miss and it might be you know, you might not have uh a lot to say on this if you don't that's fine, but but I feel like this movie's really well shot and there are quite a few scenes um that are that where that really stands out especially like the the more times i would watch it i would start to notice like oh this scene is particularly well shot and uh but the the one that i really love is when uh when the uh when when uh lady hermit is not no it's not lady hermit uh uh Chui ping is is fighting uh black demon and they have his claws in the foreground and they have a shot of her off in the distance and i just think you know there's so many of these great shots with with foreground things going on in the front and and uh you know like there's one in the uh uh at the um at the Jean Koi temple where the old man is telling her about the talismans and the sort of the sort of protection racket that the priests have set up and as he's doing that in the background there's this throng of 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 people going in and out of the temple buying the buying the the talisman so you get to sort of see the scale of the operation that the old man is describing and to me that 
that scene really captures sort of the you know like the the effectiveness of the of the cinematography yeah and that's that scene um stuck out to me as well because yeah like i mentioned that like you you truly see oh uh, well, this gang has has hasn't made pretty well there because they've got hundreds of people flowing in each person giving them like 10 tails of silver for one charm type of thing and yeah, and it's it was quite a nice, you know, sort of wide shot there. You get to see you know, the, the the walls around the temple and the sort of the the vegetation in the background as well. And I think that really helped to um, draw me into the setting there. Yeah, I think the scenes of the movie were just beautiful of the nature, especially. I like when movies are more shot outside than they are on man-made sets. Even though a lot of my favorite movies are shot on man-made sets, but I like to see the nature of now things because I think that makes better shots. Now, that's very interesting to me because you're a very big Shaw Brothers fan, and they're famous for their sets. So I'm just curious how you feel in general about the Shaw Brothers sets. Would you prefer that, they have, that, that, that more of their movies had been shot outside rather than on the sets, or do you... Uh, it depends on what kind of movie it is. Like this kind of movie is more of a real to me down to earth kind of movie, something that would have happened in real life. Now, if mm. it's something that's kind of more fantastical or, you know, has some kind of um, not real sci-fi element, but some kind of fairy element mm. to it where you need colors and things that don't, necessarily happen in nature then i would say their sets are awesome okay but there are some times when i wish that they had um shot shot outside i don't know like in the death duel i wonder what it would have been like if they had really shot it outside I if think, it would have made a difference. I feel like that would have been a totally different movie if they did it. Just like exactly. this would have been this would have been a totally different movie if they shot it with sets. On I a think, set. Yeah, this this one you definitely want the outdoor thing. And that one I would want the indoor like I, I don't want to feel like I'm in the real world in Death Duel. I want to feel like I'm in a made up world if that makes sense. Exactly. That's what the sets do for me when mm. I think that, that when they pick them they pick the right movie to make inside and the right movie to make outside mm. to develop the atmosphere of the movie. Yeah, and this, and this say, one, like, oh, you, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, because you were mentioning before about how this seems like a Western-style frontier, you know, spaghetti Western-style movie to you, and it makes sense. I mean, we, we, we've got a lot, everything is really grounded. I mean, there's no really fantastical stuff like, uh, the one example I can think of is Lightness Kung Fu is usually what the benchmark of a Wuxia movie is, right? Mm -hmm. And in this one, the Lightness Kung Fu is not, like, extremely overdone. I mean, when uh, Trey Ping was climbing down from the tower, I mean, she was using, uh, you know, the, the, the actual power itself to climb down and not just jumping down from like a eight stories down to the ground floor right. type of thing which you might get and uh, yeah she's using ropes or not the rope but the whip that she tied down and yeah just little things like that where um it, it where where this movie is like slightly more believable uh, you know, ignoring the fact that you get the bad guys who stab with like eight different daggers or whatever but um overall yeah because it's it's such a you know a realistic take on uh, a wuxia movie uh, having everything outside and not being you know in, in with indoor sets like you mentioned where it all seems a bit more fantastical and uh yeah different coloring schemes that make things 
not as realistic and not um, and, and not trying to convince us that this is uh, a, a, a fantastic situation. I think it really helps that everything is nice and clear and you get a nice view of the sky and vegetation and stuff. Well, and one of the things that's interesting is the only scene that I remember using a set, there might have been others, but the only one that really stands out in my mind is using a set is the revenge scene. Um at the uh you know when, when after the chief of the security company has been killed and she goes to to get revenge um and and i feel like that maybe that was a deliberate decision so that you you know that that's an important scene and it stands out but um but well i guess it was a night it was a sort of nighttime scene in a brothel type of thing it kind of had to be on the set i mean it I don't think they'd be able to find an outdoor situation with uh, outdoors, you know, set which would look anything like that, <laughs> with a little pavilion and you know, space for dancing girls to whirl around a little pond type of thing. <laughs> now, uh, what did you guys think of the revenge scene? Um, she was more ruthless than I would have initially expected from her. Like she was like, I'm, I'm taking your arm, taking your leg, and then we'll take your head type of thing. And <laughs> you know, when you start pulling cord shots like that, it, it feels like wow, she, you know, she she's um extremely skilled. Like we were we never really sure of um yeah how tough she is. I mean, we would get told that she was like yeah she's a really badass. Um, martial artist but yeah that that scene sort of cements in my mind like her actual prowess is like well i i will say what i want to do and there's nothing you can do to stop it type of thing lady chafu i i liked the revenge scene i liked that she was ruthless in that because we did get to see her power and how badass she really is i mean she was trying to keep it under wraps and i think that was because of her wisdom from her past experience with the whole thing. So I I liked that she was badass in that scene. Yeah, that, But I wanted to... Oh, go ahead. I wanted to go back to something. I think it was this movie. I've watched three movies this week. Oh, I know so. the feeling. I know the feeling. Yeah, I, one time we reviewed a movie and I started talking about the wrong film because I just got them sw- switched up in my mind. So I totally understand the feeling. Um, but yeah, so but what was it? But going back to the sets and everything, did anybody notice that when the people were falling in the water, it didn't look like people. It looked like little miniature playthings. (laughs) Those were definitely miniatures. (laughs) Also, when Lady Hermit got tossed up in the air, there was that similar type, uh, you know, like like a a dummy thing being thrown in the air. Um, Yeah, that that, the ravine, right? The the ravine scene? Yeah. That was a pretty cool scene too. The ravine, that that bridge looked real. There were a lot of scenes in this where I like wouldn't have wanted to have been an actor on this set. I don't know how close the actors had to get to actually being on the edge of these things, but just watching the scene on the rope bridge, uh, even before it snapped, made me you know a little bit vertigo. And uh, and the pagoda scene, which um, I was wondering what how how much of that scene do you think is CC? the actress uh because there were quite a few shots where they came out from wide and then they would pan in right up in on the actress and there didn't seem to be a lot of room to put a replacement in in shots like that at least so uh, and i couldn't find anything when i was trying to look it up and see you know like how you know how much of her uh 
how much of the stunt work she had actually done. But I was just curious what you guys' impression were was of that. Um, I I don't know. Like she didn't really do anything that was um particularly you know fancy. I think. No, I'm just talking the... about being up on the pagoda mainly. Not even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, she, she, most of the sort of actions she done up there were very fairly subdued. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was you know actually up on the pagoda type of mm. thing because you know she she wasn't doing anything that was inherent that, that dangerous i mean surely they had like safety match mats or whatever sort of to catch her or a net or something um yeah i, I, I agree and it just didn't think it was fancy enough to really necessitate having a stunt double in those particular scenes okay yeah, I well, there was one scene where she was, uh, where she sort of like stabs tridents up in the roof, and then uh, after she like pushes those monk guys off, mm-hmm. she sort of like does a what do you call those roly poly things onto the next floor by holding onto those tridents, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that wasn't. Yeah. yeah that's not the kind of yeah because that, that was the kind yeah. of scene where they, they cut too so it'd be very yeah. easy to insert a double there but i was talking about the scenes where like she's standing up on the top of the pagoda and they zoom in on her from a distance and it, you know it's you know i mean i don't know i i would be pretty hesitant to stand up that high on a pagoda uh but um but but i was just curious if uh if um if you guys I guess it was, a, it was. I guess it was like a fairly short shot, though, in that mm. particular scene. Um, yeah, she she was shown sort of standing there, with, posing with her sword for all of about one second or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and then the rest of the time, you, you, the view is off the back of her head. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I'm not sure if, yeah, how, you know, the scenes, the scenes where she's sort of looking down on the on on the entire gang, yeah, uh-huh. if that's actually her on on the pagoda. But okay. yeah, just for 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 a brief couple of seconds where she's shown there. I mean, I wouldn't. But I, I mean, I, if I you're gonna get her up for that shot, you might as well do the back shot. I would assume, unless there was like a, you know, I don't know. It's slightly different because having the camera and other people up there might mm-hmm. make it so it's more dangerous somehow. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I see what yeah, you're so, saying. So, yeah, so, yeah, if it's just her standing there, you know, they can get her up there and then everyone will get off and then uh, they can film her posing menacingly uh, with her face towards the camera. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to, you know, showing her looking down on the people because it's a narrow area, they need the camera up there as well. They have the stunt actress instead. Okay, yeah, no, I I, I just was curious what your thoughts were on that one. Um, but, uh, but what, and what did you guys think of the of the fight sequences in general? I thought they were nice. I thought they were pretty good. I mean, yeah, the, the sword play was not distinct, but it was it was quite clear and well defined. I mean, the the it was always sort of like a one slash kill type of thing, which mm-hmm. I think is fairly realistic. I mean, it's a sword, and if you get sliced in that sort of way, you're probably going to go down. And I, I think, yeah, the, the, all of the there was always a sense of threat from. Um, those uh the, the disciples i guess they were right uh they were shown as being at least mildly competent and you know it's it sort of reflected in how the fights are all protracted until that one sort of attack that gets through um kills them hmm. i guess um I, I think the choreography choreography for that was pretty well done um i think the one, one scene that stuck out to me actually was when uh um lady hermit and chang chun were at the sort of resting area, the tea shop or whatever, and they get attacked by all the people. 
And then there's the, they go down to the final two. One of them is like a monk, and the other one's like a, one of the, the main disciples of uh, um, Black Demon or whatever. And uh, she, when she when, when um, she sort of like kicks uh, the disciple against the wall, and then she uses the chopsticks to uh, stab them, in, stab the guy in the eyes. <laughs> that was a particularly gruesome scene. And when then he, he pulls the chopsticks, the chopsticks out. out, and his eyes pop out from the force of pulling <laughs> yeah. them out. So yeah, was, uh, yeah. There were some gruesome uh, moments. Uh, there were some gruesome moments. Yeah. Uh, Lady Chow Fung? Well, I like the fight scenes. Um, my particular favorite, I just think, was the um, was the Pakoda scene, just because of just the ferociousness of Lady Hermit in it. I th- thought that they were well done and very realistic. There wasn't anything completely fancy, so I like simple. Simple's good to me. Yeah, I, th- I think this is simple and flowing, done well. It's kind of before you get that real influx of of more stylistic movies, and and a lot of the choreography is more about the footwork and and being able to swirl with the blade and sort of the the you know swirling from one enemy to the next. And so I think in terms of like if you pay attention to footwork with a lot of her movies, I think it can be very impressive. The uh, the movements are very flowing. And, and she feels like a very athletic performer to me. And she feels like she has a lot of power in her movements. Um, so I think that, uh, I think this movie really captures that very well. Um, and, uh, and, and you get a nice mix up in this one too. You got the whip, you got the swords. Everybody seems to occasionally have these smaller weapons that they use to throw at people. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and that final scene, I, I, I do, I, I agree with you that that final confrontation between her and Black Demon is, I, I think, really well done. And uh, I, I like that she sort of is, is, is sort of slowly, you know, she, she keeps stabbing him with two, two daggers uh, and getting closer and closer to finishing him off. And it's a real kind of, it's almost like, like, almost like somebody like hunting a, 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 a big game animal and they're just like inflicting little injuries on it as they go. Um, it was, it was, I thought it was a really, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a great scene. I think she's got like, like I said before, she's got a lot of intensity in the, in the performances. Like when you see her in the, uh, in the pagoda revenge scene, when she, when she does the Billy Jack thing where she's going to take off, you know, I'm going to take off your arm. I'm going to take off your shoulder. I'm going to take off your leg. I'm going to take off your head. And then in the end, she does that reverse stab where she stabs the guy who's behind her, um, mm-hmm. which I don't, I, I don't know if this, uh, there probably is another wuxia movie where that's been done before this one, but this is the first one I really remember seeing that type of kill in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just thought, and just the look on her face when she does it is, is, is priceless. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, what was the other thing we wanted to discuss here? Um, oh, what'd you guys I think just want to mention? Oh, go ahead. I just want to talk about the special techniques, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, you know, for they're a pretty big sort of plot point in in, in the movie. Yeah, it's all about trying to um, find the flaws in uh, Black Demon's um, shadowless claw technique. Which initially I wasn't really sure what that was, but when we when we shown it, you know, it's just you know, it's sort of like a very impressive throwing skills, I think, is basically what it's summed <laughs> up as. And I like that because, you know, it's, it's not 
fancy. It's not like he flies through the air and, uh, and and slashes ten people at a time type of thing. It's you know he's basically doing judo, and it's always a sort of yeah. You know, and judo, as we all know, if if it's a hard surface for these to throw people against, is a pretty lethal at, um, style of uh, martial art, right? So it, it makes perfect sense that you know he he has got this got this renown as a, as a top martial artist because people that are prepared for his throws will get severely injured if they get the head bashed on the ground or if they get the in the case of uh, lady hermit get her hip <laughs> smashed on the floor type of thing and yeah I, 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 I love um lady hermit's counter to that was to well when i get thrown all i have to do is land on my feet and i'll be okay <laughs> basically <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love the simplicity of the special techniques but the fact is you know we can you can appreciate that despite the um, simplicity these are special techniques because it's not something that people had done in that time yeah and and i like and I, like you said i like that there's only two of them so it's really easy to kind of follow the um uh you know, the, it, it it doesn't t- it doesn't take a big you know it doesn't take a big chunk of your brain tracing the the the, the two the two important techniques in the movie, um, and uh, and yeah, and I it, it, I think the whole thing with the judo thing too is uh, a lot of these earlier wuxia movies before the the like big kung fu craze everybody kind of always seems to get into a judo like stance. I don't know. Would you would you say that's that's accurate, Lady Chow Fung? Yeah, the... I would say that because they're always like kind of crouched and they got their hands spread apart like mm. they're ready to grapple yeah. kind of thing and and a lot of times when they strike it's just like they they just like kind of arm bar people when they, you know it's like a it's it, 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 it's a uh it's it's a little different than like the the fight choreography like post 1972 but um but yeah i i uh uh, also, the, the 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 villain had he had those weird claws too. Like a lot of times, I was going to ask about that because oh. yeah, go ahead. What was the significance of it? Because when I first, this was actually my second time seeing the movie. Because the first time I saw it, I thought that maybe the black fingernails had something to do with her waist. When he threw her, maybe he had gotten his claws actually into her waist, Mm -hmm. which would cause some muscular damage too, along with spinal damage from hitting the floor. And that's what took so long to heal. But this second time watching it, I didn't get that impression. Yeah. When I, when I first saw it, I assumed that it was the nails and now I'm not sure if it's, if it's, if it's like, Kenny was saying that she sort of falls and and it's like a spine because, because in the subtitles they say her waist or whatever, but I don't know how, accurate that is and uh um but i'm not sure if it's that if it's from the fall or if they just got uh if they gloss over the the claw actually doing you know what i mean like actually uh uh getting into the skin uh for the throw uh but yeah, I, I feel like the claw is more is you know, a scratching type of thing like it does the, like he, he scratches her face um during the final fight scene, I think he scratches the disciple a few times as well, and they don't seem to be severely injured as a result of that. But it still does damage, and I think you know it's um, they're literally just you know his, his sort of symbol of his uh, of his kung fu is to have. I'm, to be honest, I'm not even sure if it's actually shadowless claw in Chinese. I, I, that part I didn't pay attention to, okay. so I don't know if that's a mistranslation. Um, so I, I can look into it. I'll look into it another time, actually, just to double check. Okay, that. yeah, because that would be that would definitely um, probably shed light on it. Um, but I think, 
Yeah, because if it is Shadowless Black Claw, um, or Shadowless Claw, then I feel like maybe the point is that because he's still got to be using those claws when he grabs you, right? Like they're they're sort of on the tips of his fingers, so he can't get around not using them. But if it's Shadowless, maybe it's that he's not leaving a mark, and and you know either he's just you know grabbing you and throwing you, or he's he's somehow tapping your meridians when he grabs you, and that's leaving. A, uh, uh, some kind of permanent injury, but I, I think the, the shadowless part might actually come from when you're grappling someone. You don't technically have your own shadow, right? Maybe your, your arms go in the um, yeah around their arms, and your, your shadows merge together. So you know he doesn't have his own shadows as he's doing this grappling thing, and he throws you. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I hadn't I hadn't considered that. Um, I guess that's possible that that's it. Um, but I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Cause I, cause I, I have kind of gone back and forth on this one where he, she clearly, he clearly, when he's using that technique in the final scene, he's clearly not penetrating skin with the claws, or at least we don't see him doing it. Um, right. Maybe it's happening. There's no blood the drawn. Yeah. And it could just be laziness or glossing over. Cause sometimes that does happen in these movies, but I feel like we would have seen stronger evidence of, um, of the claw being used in that way so um, yeah because most of the damage i think comes or to the disciple i remember anyway where was from him kicking her in the stomach and she's like spitting out blood and stuff i mean not many of the wounds from her are actually from his claws like literally ripping through her flesh or whatever i mean he he scratches her clothing a few times but most of the damage just comes from forceful blows to the forceful body blows to, to rather than anything else so yeah, no, I, I, I um, yeah, I, I, th- I think, I, th- I definitely, I think, if, if you can find the, the name, that would be a cool thing to sort of, uh, to, to go over later, but, um, or another, another podcast, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, what did you guys think of him generally as a villain? Uh, were you, uh, were you impressed with him, or were you, were you left wanting? I, I was pretty impressed by him. I mean, he. He came up with a pretty ingenious scheme, to be honest. I mean, yeah, coming out from the whole story in the beginning about demons attacking people, if you don't stick the thingies on your door, I mean, it's it's about, you know, it's the purest form of racketeering you can probably get, yeah. to be honest, right? Yeah, no, that I mean, that's a that's a brilliant. I thought that was brilliant. That that whole idea. I thought so too because they had to like. It seemed like they had to get those talismans often to not be, you know, killed. It wasn't like it was like once a month it seemed like it was almost like every day or every other day that they have to it, get these talismans so that was breaking it to big day. it was 10 tails for um for a single every talisman. house yeah and uh and 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 i think um and yeah just for uh, listeners if they you know who maybe haven't seen the movie the idea is the the the, the temple is selling these charms and if you if you, and, and you're supposed to buy them and put them on your your door and if you don't the members of the temple dress up as ghosts and go into your house and kill you. So it's a really efficient, uh, racket, um, and, and really ruthless. Uh, so, uh, and exactly the sort of thing like a proper wuxia villain should do, you know, it's, it's very, and it also is nice to, I love, I, you know, it's one of these things that you see in the movies like this is there's something that seems supernatural at first. And then it has a, has a mundane explanation. And so at the very beginning of the movie, you know, it's it it could be interpreted as a little bit supernatural i mean it doesn't you know it's it, the the makeup effect is pretty weak so you know it take a little bit of uh 
of imagination. But but having seen you know ghost movies from this period, you know the you know what those guys were dressed in isn't that far from what a lot of the ghosts look like in uh, in some of the actual ghost movies. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is a you know this is a really cool uh, part of the film, and and I just I just like his whole personality though. Uh, you know, like at one point in the movie, uh, you know, they, they, they use that as a way of drawing out Lady Hermit and he, um, uh, he, he, he is one of his men says, well, we've drawn her out, but we also lost a lot of, you know, she killed a lot of our guys. And he's like, oh, well, it's worth the sacrifice to, to bring her out. He, he, he clearly doesn't care that he's, you know, that he's lost men. Um, but his men clearly care. The guy, the guy raises the point. So, um. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he was. I think it was well written as as far as villains go. He had a plausible plot. Uh, he had the authority, he had skill, and he had minions. I mean, that's, for me, yeah, as long as you have those things, that's you're a perfectly good villain in my book. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I should probably mention it before I forget. Uh, it the uh, the outfit that we see. Uh, Chang Pei Pei wearing in this is pretty much the same outfit we saw her wear in Brothers Five, which is a uh, a movie that came out shortly before. And uh, I mean, like like down to the veil poking through the conical hat, and uh, and the white the white getup and everything. So, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's totally different characters. Um, uh, but I might want to you know if, I don't know I'll double check on that between now and the bonus cast. But. Uh, um, almost 100% sure that they're different characters. Um, did uh, anybody have any parting thoughts on, on the movie? I like this movie. I think it's a good movie. I just don't think it was her best. But I think it's a watchable movie, and I'll probably watch it again for the third time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely enjoyed the movie. Um, yeah, but uh, like uh, Lee Chafong said, I'm, I, it doesn't seem like it's the... the the better of the three um, Champagne movies I've seen so far. So um, maybe if I watch it again, I, my, my thoughts will change. But um, as it is now, I would say, yeah, watch it if you want the if you want the a, a good you know um, strong Wuxia movie. But um, if you want to watch a, the the best of Champagne at the moment, it's not this movie for me. And uh, and obviously, you know, my opinion is slightly different. But I think uh, you know this movie. What I guess my parting thought would be is. Um, one of the things that we didn't mention about it is, though I think it's obvious just from the conversation, but uh, it's it's a if if you want to see a movie with strong female leads, this has two, and and they're they're clearly the protagonists in the film, and you know in the in the seventies there's there's uh, maybe not quite as many of those as there were before, so this is a good film to see just on that count, and if you're a Cheng Pei Pei fan, I think it's a uh, a must see. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, we will let you go, and uh, we'll be back on. Uh, I think we're going to start uh, doing some more uh, classic Shaw Brothers in the next few weeks, so we'll be back on with another classic Shaw Brothers. And um, until then, we'll talk to you later.
Uh, okay. And Brothers Five was um was uh was I think a year or two before it was uh, a, a low way movie, and uh, he's actually really good. If you if you uh, I don't think we've done many, um, low way and uh, Cheng Pei Pei movies, but but they, they they did a number together that were were I thought some of her better movies, um, but I don't I don't think we've done them on the podcast. Uh, and she definitely is a different, uh, a different character in that one, I think. Um, but it's like the same exact outfit. It's the same exact outfit. Um, but I don't know. Have we done, have we done anything like, um, let me see if I can find some of the, the films just to jog my memory here. Um, I think, did they do Dragon Swamp together? I'm pretty sure Dragon Swamp was, uh, was, was one that they did together. Though I could be confusing my uh, uh, my Cheng Pei Pei movies. No, Dragon Swamp was one of them, and um, I think the Shadow. Yep, Shadow Whip was another one with Lo Wei, and uh, we haven't done Shadow Whip, have we? No. Okay, that was, and I think it was Golden Sword. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Golden Sword is another one. They're all they're all pretty good. Uh, Lo Wei is like a really good, like I think like a really good storyteller is how I would describe him and uh uh you know he sometimes i think gets lost in the mix of of some of the other names like cheng Che and uh homing hua but um but i really like the the movies that he did with her um so that reminds me speaking of though they actually when yeah but yeah before the halfway point of the movie even even at the halfway point of the movie i sort of had this impression that he was going to be one of the a bad guy like he had oh, this oh, like, low Lie. Lo- yeah, yeah, yeah oh i should yeah. i should clarify too low way and low Lie are two yeah, yeah i know but that's uh, just like that reminded me that um low Lie that, was and that's interesting i had the same thought when i first saw it the uh because number one i think low Lie, he eventually becomes this great villain actor in in yeah. Shaw brothers because he's got that face he's got that face that like you know, the Swami smile, the yeah. smile that says, "I am, I am plotting something." Yeah, yeah. There's something. Yeah. There's something. Yeah, I think there's something in his eyes and in his face, and uh, and and so, but he, not just that, but also the fact that Lady Hermit's hiding, and uh, and and at a certain point, uh, Tui Ping is the only person who really knows where she is, and 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 you're thinking when she's interacting with uh, with Cheng Chun that maybe maybe he's just trying to find out where where uh where um lady hermit is i mean it, it would be kind of a stretch though because when you think of like his connection to the security company and all the other things it was you know he would have had to have been in some deep cover for that to uh yeah. but i got that impression that's the impression that i got the first time that i watched it though that he was in deep cover and you know he was actually working for um black demon but well and there are movies like that. i mean i've seen movies where they're like you know when you go back and you're like, it doesn't make sense that this guy's a bad guy, but sure enough, you know, he still ends up being a bad guy. So, uh, you know, so there are some deep cover roles like that in these films. Yeah. Cause I was thinking, yeah, when he, when he mentioned his master as like free daggers or whatever it was, you know, that was just like a cover up for his master being, um, black demon. And I was looking at his outfit and his outfit is remarkably similar to all the other disciples. Okay. Like to the point where they have, where the wristband, was it was sort of like wrist bindings that they all had was the same as well. The only thing I was sort of missing was that his um, sort of vesting had patterns on the collars. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, wow, maybe that that means.
means like he's an even higher up disciple of Black Demon. And <laughs> See, that would have been a very interesting plot twist because the whole movie would change. The the two, like Lady Hermit and Chui Ping would basically automatically reconcile if at the last moment he revealed that he was like, you know, a disciple of, of Black Demon. You know, it, it would it would it would be a totally different movie. That, that would be yeah, that, because he was worming his way into learning the techniques as well. Okay, yeah. oh, they have a technique to encounter my master. <laughs> I must try to learn it as well. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it makes perfect sense what he was it doing. Does. If he was a bad guy, but yeah. he was a good guy, so his actions are also kind of well, a bit iffy. And, and there's and there is that whole scene on the road when she's telling him that she she's sort of hinting that she knows where Lady Hermit is, and he's trying to he's trying to get it out of her. And yeah. that, that was the scene for me when I first saw it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's a bad guy. Um, but uh, but no, he's, he's just he's just kind of a, a little bit of a doofus, I think, is is the way I would describe his character I mean, in this one. Do you think that, you know, it was originally filmed with the intent of him being a bad guy? Possibly, but I, I don't know. I feel like um, I, 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 I wouldn't want to say that unless, like, I had, like, written evidence to... Yeah, to, yeah. To really say that that was the case, because I just don't. I I think Homing Hua is another one of these directors who's pretty good with story, and uh, I don't. I I feel like that would have. Um, I don't mean it's possible, but I just don't. I don't think it's as likely. Uh, though I don't know. Maybe he's trying to get you to think that. Though maybe he's aware that that's what the viewer might think, and so maybe he did deliberately do things like make the outfit similar and 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 you know, have scenes like that in order to get you sort of going down that pathway. Um, but who knows? Who knows? 